jumping in here to give you a quick warning. I did a very long introduction for this podcast. It's about 10 minutes, and the, in, the, the purpose was to give you insight, to give you context, to create meaning as to why this show is so important to me and why it was instrumental that I had TJ on the show, why I'm so committed to his philosophy, why I'm embodying his philosophy, why I'm introducing it into every aspect of my life. And so if you're not interested in that context and you wanna skip through it, that's not an issue, go ahead, skip the minute 10, and that should jump right in for you or in and around that area. Uh, appreciate y'all. If you want the context into why I'm in Mexico, why I chose to work with TJ, um, the personal challenges that I'm dealing with, that I'm learning from, that I'm paying attention to, that I'm hoping as I work through them, I'll come out uh, as an evolved version of myself, as a stronger version of myself, then uh, give this a listen. Otherwise, you can skip to a minute. It's probably about a minute 11 at this point. Appreciate y'all. Either way, and enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? Hoping to answer a ton of questions in this intro, uh, pro provide some context to why I'm in Mexico, to what November was like launching my first book, because I got a lot of questions about that, and why I did this podcast, why I did this podcast, why I engaged the man that I did in training me for my physical body, but the extension of that being my mind, my body, my spirit, my emotions, and, uh, and most importantly about how important it is to be conscious and, and open-minded to people's different uh, state of being and their well-being because I looked good on the outside in November. I did my best to put on a smile. I did my best to um, enjoy the experience as much as possible that was launching my first book, Man, You Know I Got You. But the truth of the reality is when people would DM me and they said things like, hey, Jonathan, you must be having the time of your life now. You must be so proud. You must be so excited. This must be one of the best things that's ever happened to you. And the truth is, is that if my dad didn't fly in from Canada to Florida in November to be there for the book launch, to be there to uh, support me, to be there to be as a, as a pillar to lean on, I don't know if I would have made it through that month. The two weeks leading up to November, I had multiple panic attacks. I was on, on the phone with the insurance company uh, for my travel insurance asking them, hey, what's my coverage? Can I go to the hospital right now? I think I'm having a heart attack. Um, I'm experiencing a ton of anxiety. I don't know what's wrong. My heart uh, rates through the roof. I feel all this dread. And over the course of those two weeks leading up to the the book launch, I, like I said, experienced multiple panic attacks, a lot of anxiety, and the reason why was stemming from, I didn't feel prepared for the life that I had chosen. My, my, my physical vessel and my mindset wasn't prepared for the conditions that I put myself in, the environment that I put myself in, and that's why I engaged Tommy John, that's why I engaged Dr. Tommy, Dr. TJ, and uh, we get into that on the show, a lot about healing, a lot about performance, a lot about what gets in the way of people's healing and performance, about how to create a stimulus greater than what caused the trauma in the first place, caused the injury in the first place, so that you can overcome the challenges you're experiencing. So, like I said, I went into November and uh, 
I thought about suicide and I thought about death many times in November. And I'm not saying that to freak anybody out. I'm not saying that to uh, make anybody nervous for me. You know, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now um, with, my, with my mental health. But the, the contemplation, the thought of, wouldn't it be easier? I could, get, I could take away all the pain that I'm experiencing right now. It feels like I'm suffering and I'm gonna be suffering forever. It feels like I'm suffering and it's never gonna end. I can't see the way through this. I'm losing my faith and my ability to get through it. And so that's why I engaged Tommy and that's why I'm working on this, uh, this journey for healing. Um, that's why I'm in Mexico right now. I'm, I'm just doing everything that I can to take away anything that's preventing my healing to occur. And, um, and I engaged Tommy because my body was experiencing all these symptoms. In 2014, I got into a deadlifting accident and I hurt my back and my shoulder and I'm sure all sorts of other stuff that are connected because everything's connected. You can't take anything apart. Um, and for many, many, many years, I never got better. For many, many, many years, I ignored the symptoms. For many, many, many years, I started to focus on other areas of my life to be successful at and to excel at so that I could patch up and not pay attention to the areas of my life that was barking at me, screaming at me, telling me to stop, telling me, dude, pay attention. Dude, why aren't you devoting all of your time and attention to healing this so that when you go into the other areas of your life, like your relationships, like your career, like all the things that you're excited about and that you say are important to you, like your purpose for helping people with their mental health, so that when you go back into those environments, you're actually able to thrive and be successful. And instead, I ignored everything that my body was telling me and since 2014, I tweaked myself many, many times since then. I did look for solutions. I did try chiropractic and physiotherapy and massage and uh, osteopath and um, acupuncture and uh, different workout methodologies and different trainers. And, and, uh, and I never found a lasting solution. I never found something that I was able to reconnect, mind-body connection where I could run again and jump again and lift again and do these things that I used to fucking love as a young person and as an athlete. And so what I got to as a result of that um, was I was in Guatemala in 2021 this year and uh, there was a lot of chatter from my body telling me to stop, telling me to pay attention, telling me to listen, telling me to slow down, slow the fuck down, Jonathan. And I never did, I couldn't pull it off. Um, I kept pushing myself kept trying to pretend it wasn't there. I didn't pay attention and I wasn't telling myself the truth, right? The philosophy, and one of the big philosophies in Circle Up and in Man You Know I Got You is to meet yourself where you're at before you take yourself where you want to go and I wasn't doing those things and I wasn't practicing what I preach. I wasn't walking the talk. And what happened as a result of that is uh, I got into another accident so it wasn't just a minor tweak or it wasn't just something small telling my body to pay attention. It was a major accident. I'm actually, it's a miracle that I'm alive. I'm very lucky to be alive right now. I uh, uh, did a cliff jumping act, a cliff jump in uh, Guatemala and uh, I tried to do a trick, a gymnastics move that I had done when my body was in perfect health but now that I have all these challenges and at a height that I had never tried it before at, um, stupid, obviously. From my ego, obviously not based off of the reality of the situation, which is you shouldn't do something like that under the circumstances um, and given the, the context of the situation, it doesn't make any sense and yet I did it anyway. And uh, landed on my lower back on a 30 foot drop 
lucky to be alive. My body went into full shock, um, tensed up all my muscles around my abdomen to protect my spine, protect my back. I kind of wobbled my way out of the water and eventually that night I called the ambulance because I couldn't stand uh, and was in the hospital for two days in Guatemala. And it's been over four months since that experience. And now today when I move, when I do the training that we're about to talk about in this podcast with Tommy, my body tells me all sorts of things. It's telling me don't do that by saying, uh, by giving me nausea, nausea, by having pressure in my ear and in my head and tons of headaches. Um, and I can't move my head left and right. Right, I, can't, I can hardly move my back at all without pain. I don't want to hang out with people anymore because when I'm in a space with them, there's conversation happening and I need to turn my head and all it does is create frustration and more tension. And so, um, you know, this, the reason I did the intro the way that I did here um, was because you never really know what's going on with somebody just from the external world, just from what you see. And like I said, in November, when people thought I would have been the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, I was miserable and I was thinking about dying. And um, if my dad wasn't there, I don't know if I would have been able to make it through. He literally came to, to Florida um, and we spent uh, a moment in the hospital, in the waiting room, because I had a panic attack. And uh, now it's over a month since then. And uh, it's the reason I'm in Mexico. It's the reason why I'm choosing to do the things that I'm choosing to do and spend the majority of my day trying to move my body, trying to uh, allow it and facilitate it to heal and let it do what it's supposed to do and try to have faith that if I just keep doing these things um, and keep believing in my body's infinite capacity to heal, you know, at the expense and the sacrifice of everything else in my life, literally, I, I'm not working, I'm not, hanging out with people I'm just focusing on healing that's it and so this podcast is 100% about um, listening to your body it's about the infant capacity for your body to heal um, you know I just keep coming back to this conversation with Tommy I've listened to his podcast for tens and tens and tens of hours to just saturate my mind with the philosophy that I can heal that I, I can just uh, I can put myself in a position to heal. And so for those of you that are listening, that are experiencing frustration in your life, I totally get it. For those of you that are listening, that are losing faith and hope, that whatever your circumstances won't get better, whether it's your finances, or it's your relationship, or it's your body, I'm right on the, I'm right on the court with you. I'm experiencing it with you, right alongside you. And uh, this podcast is something that I will continue to come back to when I lose my faith and come back to when I forget that I have the capacity to reverse everything that I've, that I've done in the past um, and to set myself up to be stronger than I ever have, to set myself up to be more capable than I ever have, to be prepared for my environment, to love my life again, right? To love my life again, right? To make my life my medicine and to love my life again. That's really the goal and the ambition here. And so hopefully you find inspiration in the show. You find uh, inspiration in TJ. I think he's a really positive role model in my life. And so I'm grateful for you, TJ. I'm grateful for the listeners for uh, sticking around and enjoying this show and uh, looking forward to hearing what y'all get out of it. 
So without further ado, I'm gonna bring you a man who has over two decades of experience in the training, performance, and healing industry. And uh, he calls himself uh, you know, a triple board certified human. And uh, he's, he's hilarious, he's, he's, uh, he has, he's candid, he's passionate, and he's on purpose of trying to help us be human again and to experience life to its fullest and to fly. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to flying again, looking forward to running again, jumping again. And uh, I know that it's gonna be a, it, potentially a very, very, very challenging path, but I think the obstacle is the way here and the only way out is through. So I'm going straight through it. Appreciate y'all. Um, enjoy this episode. Hope it's inspirational for you. And I'll see you on the other side. Uh, I wanna jump in here. This Let's is the Circle it. Up Podcast. TJ, welcome to the show. Of course, man. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Happy to do this. And uh, I wanted to start this off by just reading one of your Instagram posts because oh, shit. I think right. your, your, your Instagram is provocative. It's uh, informative. Um, it gets people fired up. And it's actually one thing you remind me of my best friend is that he tends to, to trigger people. And, yeah. and sometimes people say that's actually a bad part of his character. But he always says, like, the fact that I trigger you says there's something to be learned from this exchange of energy. Right. So right. I really admire that in you where like every time I read your post, I'm just like, damn, he's right. Uh, and I got to go take ownership of my life. So anyway, I want to sure. start this off by reading the, one, <laughs> the ones that know it always seem to be weak as fuck, pasty, tired, overbooked, malnourished, oversupplemented, herbed, medicated, overcaffeinated, fragile, overdiagnosed, entitled, chronically pissed out their ass, <laughs> irresponsible, unaccountable, physically incompetent, motorly impaired, emotionally unstable, overstimulated, less aware, over-gurued, over-specialized, over-practitionered, over-cell-cored, Overstretched, overjogged, overwatered, overoiled, overseminared, overeducated, outsourced to the mass, max, and imprisoned in their own house of victim mindset dog shit. The ones that do it heal. And then you started off the caption, and this is how I wanted to kick off the show, is you yeah, say man. two reasons you don't heal. One, you didn't know you could. Two, you didn't want to. What do you mean by that? Yeah, and that's interesting because those two things came to me in like a meditation. Um, those two, like I was literally sitting and pondering and things come in and it was, why do people not, and, and understand this, um, healing always happens. It's a constant beam of light forward. So it's not like you turn on healing and you turn off or somebody takes it from you or, or you get it back. You're always healing but to the level that you aren't symptomatic and you're able to live without feeling body getting your attention, like you're able to actually function. So that's what I'm talking about when I say those that do it heal, they heal to the point that their whole day isn't spent on focusing on So that's what I'm talking about. Because technically, like, are we ever done healing? No, but you heal to a level that you're unaware of stuff. Like if you examined me and went deep enough into my tissue, you'd find a whole bunch of stuff. 
But that's the natural process is since sickness and disease don't exist and it's just healing all the time. But if you looked, it'd be like, oh my God, you have herniated discs. Oh my God, you have protrusions. Oh my God, you have arthritis in your, yeah, because we all do. What are you talking about? But they don't get in the way of my life. So that's what I'm talking about. And I ran that by uh, my doctor, Dr. Cassie Huckabee. And I go, is this true? Because she's got people, she's the only one who practices medicine, in my opinion, to what I think medicine is and what I believe in and stand for. And I think everybody knows it because I'm very open about it. Um, but she's got, as a result, she has everybody who does the work, healing from the big league shit, regrowing thyroids that were cut out and burned, eye vision yeah. coming back, but you were like mitochondrially impaired, whatever, um, diabetes, both types, MS, ALS, uh, cancers of all kinds, all these labels. She's got everybody coming back. And so it's not her doing stuff. It's her pointing the way and you doing the work. So wow. I asked her that question, is this accurate? Cause I wanted to see if there was an angle I wasn't looking at. And she's like, that's pretty spot on. Cause she, she's dealing with people just like I'm dealing with people only in another realm. I'm over here. She's dealing with, in my opinion, the big league stuff, you know? Um, and so it's literally one of those things that to heal to the level that we're talking where you're unaware of symptoms, you, you are old because you believe that story uh, at 50. This is, this is, this is going to happen. Or there's this imaginary thing that's flying around trying to get you or all this stuff. So you didn't even know you could because everybody, nobody, nobody showed you that it was possible. Like, like mm -hmm. that was it. You never really sought out anybody and asked questions. To people. Anybody healed from type one? Cause there's millions, but nobody's yeah. asking those questions. It's like, can somebody form a group for all us type ones so that we can keep holding on to like what we, instead of like who the hell has healed from this? Because I want to know, you know what I mean? And so, when we don't know, okay, that's one reason. You just didn't even know. And I get those people all the time in my small world, soft tissue injury, uh, degenerative joint, ACL torn, you know, hip replaced, all this stuff. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, but the surgeon said I can never be back to my pre previous state. I'm like, yeah, you absolutely could. What are you talking about? You can yeah. totally remodel your body. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. So there it is. Now, once you know, the only reason you don't reach that level of, not symptomatic, not aware of anything functioning higher than you ever have ever in your life is because you just didn't do the work. That's it. That, that literally is it because you didn't want to is what I say to get people's attention. Because why do we not do the work? Oh, because I have kids. No, you didn't want to. Oh, because it's expensive. No, you didn't want to. Oh, because my husband or my wife. No, because you didn't want, like you can say all the, because of the traumas of my mom. No, you didn't want to. Bottom line, and then you hear the story of those that want to. And who is it? It's the people making their own weights. <laughs> you know, if I'm giving them stuff, they're like, geez, I can't afford a, a three-pound dumbbell. But they're going That's out so like funny. carving wood or grabbing a rock, you know. The other day Pass I filled, go. Uh, I filled uh, a bunch of uh, grocery bags with rocks in it so that I could Boom. do the weighted lunges. Dude, there it is. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, people who have come through my office, again, only in my world, the ones that test off the charts, that heal quick, that do their thing to the fullest are the ones that, that really go in and want to heal. There is nothing you can put in their way. That hey, my, one of my questions for you is about that first element of you didn't know you could heal. And I've actually never been less prepared for a podcast, but more prepared for a podcast. Like I don't have any notes for this one, but I listened to 15 or no, I'm on episode 19 
of the podcast of your, oh, nice. of your show. Yeah. And the reason why is because of that first point, which is I didn't know I could heal. Yeah. And I read Think and Grow Rich. And one of the most important tools in it is auto-suggestion. And yeah. he says, you need to saturate your mind with the idea that you want to have faith in. And so it was one thing to hear that I could heal. And then it was another thing to actually rewire that I could believe and have faith yeah. that I could heal. And yeah. so that's why I listen to the podcast so many times because you keep saying you heal you if you feel you. And, and I keep going through that motion. The first time I ever heard you say that was when you were training a professional athlete. And I think he was leaving the organization. This was on your show and you were telling the story. And he said he had one piece of advice or one criticism for one of the practitioners that the staff had. And that was that at some point they had said that he would never be 100% oh, yeah. Yeah. after the injury. And that was his kind of feedback. He said that was kind of bullshit because I know yeah. otherwise. And so, so for those, for those that are listening and they're like, okay, you're saying that they can heal. Um, why do you have so much faith in that? And how can I have more faith that I can actually do yeah. this? So I just look around me. One, I just look at like a cut on my leg. Uh, I just cut myself. I was in Sedona and I walked into cactus in the dark. Yeah, stay with me. I walked into cactus in the dark nice. and uh, I, I cut myself pretty bad. Um, but I was trying to train my eyes and do this four mile hike back from this canyon in the dark. And so I, I was good. And then I just walked off trail and totally got, but nature goes not this way. And I was like, bah, okay, okay. I got you. But when I got back to the hotel, I was checking my leg and bleeding. It happened. Bleeding is a very beautiful thing. It flushes out bacteria that aren't supposed to get through the skin. And then this scab happened. And guess what? I had nothing to do with it. Mm. Man has not recreated the ability to heal a scab. Man can't do that. And so when we have all these things, I'm going to steal Dr. Cassie. And again, I quote her all the time because she's the only one with the big league stuff. We are not man-made <laughs> so that means that literally we've got things outside of man that anybody's ever going to tell you so my faith in that is looking around me seeing the cut on my leg seeing food that i digest turn into tissue like holy shit and then literally even a salad and peanut butter sandwiches turn into feces i mean even just that process right like an acne spot or a freckle or tears or, or uh, fevers like these basics, dude, the fact, listen, like if I tapped on the inside of my elbow lightly for a year, by the end of the year, I would have a bone growth or a spur on the inside. Why? Because of this electrical response that the brain that only we know is measured. I mean, it's probably more even quantum than this, the body will build up bone to protect against that outside element. Hmm. Like, why do I have faith in this shit? But that would be a bone spur. Somebody would go into a doctor's office and they'd be like, oh, you're unlucky or how unfortunate you are. Wait a second. That's healthy bone built in a place that's not supposed to be because force is entering it there. How about you put it through the long parts of bones? Then maybe osteoporosis isn't real. Hmm. Hell yeah. Like, here we go. So again, all these things going on, acid stomach, like body telling me, damn, I don't have enough acid. My acids are thrown. I need stomach acid to even take my antibiotics that I don't believe in. 
if somebody's taking them. So that's where I'm like blown away is watching this in me and then looking out and going and watching Pelicans surf the waves and seeing the intelligence in like Pelicans knowing to surf the waves or a cat. I said this in a podcast yesterday, a cat will lay in the sun until about 10 AM and then they move to the shade. Holy shit. How do they know that? <laughs> so there's just so much intelligence and beauty and wonder and all in nothing we'll ever be able to touch as man. We don't have a freaking any idea. Science will never catch up to the potential of man. They limit it down. They're trying to reduce it down. And in the way, they get in the way. We don't science up. We don't level up. I have so much faith in it. One, because I look at the little things going on around me all the time. Two, I've healed from stuff, from pretty major shit. I had a tumor in my shoulder. It was a lymphatic stuck lymph. Well, if you go back in my history, I mean, goddamn, I was on, it's just all this stuff. But there was these expressions of this stuff. I had an infection, a life-threatening infection from an MRI given to me by doctors. The body did the right thing by infecting me, by creating a fever and pus and white blood cells. Like it did such a good job of getting my attention. I went to the hospital, they flushed me out, and then they put IV antibiotics in me for a month. So it's like, wow, medicine saved your life. No, medicine caused the whole condition in the first place, which wasn't a cause. It was my inability to adapt to their, so it's not they caused it. I just couldn't adapt to the level I could have. Had I known now, I'm calling Dr. Cassie and we're getting it fixed up. Full body infection. They've been doing this exploded appendix. You need surgery, really? Historically, people have been handling this naturally all over the place. So I just ask those questions because I see the potential of me. I see what I've done and I'm like, what else do people do? Again, even a woman who can create and grow a human, a perfect human being, a human, like that woman had nothing to do with it. Meaning she didn't orchestrate it. She didn't think through all the steps of taking you through the pharyngeals and breaking up the cells from two cells to all. She didn't do any of that. She just nourished herself and lived healthfully like we're all supposed to anyway. Only now she's growing a human, which will just happen automatically. So that force and that power is always inside of us. It's not given to us. It's not accessed by a hack. It's not freedom when we get a card or something like that. It's inside every single one of us. And so everything that I do throughout my day is in honor and respect and gratitude for that power. So when I'm doing, you've experienced the training. When I go through in the training and stuff, I'm literally challenging the system to no end out of love of self because I love how my body loves challenges. And yeah. it thrives on being difficult, being put in difficult situations. And then it's going to grow tomorrow. And I'm going to be able to do more things tomorrow because of it. And this is just in my small world. I've seen people heal elderly. They're like, oh, they heal slower than, no, they don't. Elderly people who have lived longer just have more things getting in the way they're healing. Healing is light speed in every single person. It doesn't happen at different rates. It's just more things get in the way if you took longer than somebody else. That's the truth of it. Because again, ligaments, well, six to nine months, uh, bone, like on who? It, it's just moving forward. It's a constant stream that as soon as damage occurs, healing occurs. It is the way. And so when you break it down very simply, that's why I get goosebumps. And that's why I'll defend the human spirit and the potential of the human being to no end. 
almost like it's family because it's greater than family. So when people try to limit it or insult it or say, well, it's not possible or I'm different and all this stuff, I'm like, no, you're not. Or no, don't, respect the, don't disrespect the human potential by putting your limits on it. And literally then some people just don't want to accept that it's possible because then it's on them. I was sitting having a conversation uh, with a friend of mine and all these things were coming up at a dinner table. If anybody at the table accepted what the two of us were talking about, that would mean they'd all have to change their entire lives right there. So who's going to talk to us? Nobody wants to talk to us and ask us questions because as soon as you ask questions and we start dropping truth, then everyone's like, well, shit, <laughs> my whole life is, is like, I can't share any. No, you, you literally, because that's done. It just, it just crumbled your entire system, the whole thing. And that's what people don't want to know. That's, that's where the scary nature of this is at. And I mean, some more than others, now more than ever. It's worse now than ever that when you give truth to people, they will like fight it to hold on to what they've been told because they don't want to accept what's possible. Because if it is, then it's 100% responsibility on their part. And that's the beauty, I think. That's where the power is, is that with this huge power we have inside us, that's automatic is this amazing responsibility to just acknowledge that it's a communication and a dance and a relationship and maybe the most important relationship we have on this planet. Yeah, I think, uh, well, the reason why I reached out to you to do this podcast in the first place was because of your acknowledgement of the necessity for us to take full responsibility yeah. for our lives, for our healing and at circle up and in our, in our, we, we create spaces for men to be able to come honor the yeah. truth of their situation um, yeah what, what our goal is is to create mass down environments so men can actually honor that and be truthful mm. and a lot of times they have the they have the the conversation which you said is like when you do tell the truth then it's like fuck now i gotta actually decide whether or not <laughs> i'm gonna do anything about this so what one question i had for you to that end is see if i could ring these off you've got eight essentials yeah to healing you've got Believe in something bigger than yourself. Boom. You've got purpose. Boom. You've got relationships and a tight Boom. social circle, people you can trust, um, people that you feel safe with, people you feel comfortable with. Um, you've got breathing, sunlight, nourishment, movement, and I'm missing one. Maybe the most important, one of the most important. What do we do at night? Sleep. There you go. Boom. Solid. Great. The, the reason I wanted to bring those eight essentials up, because if, if people are interested in diving deeper into any of those, I highly yeah. recommend TJ's podcast, Get a Naked with TJ. It's phenomenal. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because the passion of your communication oh, yeah. really emphasizes that you must believe in what you do. You must feel like you're on purpose when you have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you just don't hear people sharing with as much vigor and enthusiasm mm -hmm. and passion and conviction today, like ever, I don't hear people talking like the way that you yeah. talk. And so I'm wondering, um, why are you so passionate yeah. about this work? Why are you so like, like, you're clearly on purpose and I feel like that's really missing today. So I have been like that for a while. If I, if I'm on something, I'll, I'll go. And, and it, it was literally, it's this big experimental study, my life, 
<laughs> and I was, I was all about like trying to test to see what was true and what wasn't, you know what I mean? Like when, uh, when you lick the end of a battery, my mom's like, it'll shock you. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and I go and lick it. It's like, holy shit. Like, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but it's like all these things. I just wanted to test self-experiment from the get-go. Like I, I had that curiosity and I was a huge observer. Like I would always stand on the outside. I know that it seems weird now that I'm like everyone's like, you must love the spotlight. I'm like, I really don't. I like standing on the outside and just watching people. Like I'm super shy. And, and just kind of reserved. And so I'll, I'll just watch and observe and people just fascinate me. And you can pick up on airport layovers. Everyone's like, oh, what a drag. I love sitting in the airport for like two hours and just be able to observe people. Cause you could pick up so much if you just watch. So then watching all this, going through professional sports, going through collegiate athlete, athletics, going through all these things, there were a lot of things that I just believed <laughs> because they were told to me do you know what I mean and so it's yeah. like shit so I'll keep it in my realm um well it's like this like I, I watched a uh I think it was a TED talk and it was like we're only born with two fears loud noises and falling and then I was like everything else fear wise is learned meaning taught to us by school parents friends whatever right yeah so I was like wow that's pretty profound falling and loud noises that means spiders the dark the people of a different colored skin you, you know what i mean like different like all that stuff is literally just learned and told to you as a story from somebody that's just no more no different than you they're they're just human right so it's like wait what else now keep it in my world as a collegiate and pro athlete I thought I knew some stuff and I had two degrees, which mean nothing. We know this, but I had two <laughs> degrees. And then I, I get to this facility and it's three guys, two guys and me, John McNulty and Vladimir Chagus. And we start pulling apart injuries and we're approaching injuries, the exact opposite of any way I've been told. And it's working. We're not icing injuries. We're not stretching. We're not jogging. We're not doing anti-inflammatories, lasers, all these secondary things, these passive things, this PT, the whole model of all this stuff, massage, Graston, Rolfing, MAT, ART, chiropractic, acupuncture to reduce symptoms. This is back in 2003. And I'm like, wait, I, I thought I knew some stuff. I was going to like get better at this stuff I knew. I had to throw the whole book out. And then I was like, what the hell have we been told? And then I go, John, what else have I been told that I just believed? Sure. Because in my world, a swollen ankle is like a tumor. Do you know what I mean? It's like an expression. So I look at it like, God damn, you've got some stuff. You've got some healing. That's awesome. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go the exact opposite of what everyone's ever told you. Yeah. And then people are like, wait, what? And then when they give in and do, it comes back and they're like, oh my God. Everybody who had an injury performed and healed higher than the people who didn't get injured. And I, that's when I was like, why don't we all train like we're injured? Yeah. That's where the opening was where I was wait. And then I started looking into where we've told stories. My brother was in the psychiatric world. He got labeled with something telling him this feelings are disease. His feelings are disease. Can you believe that? 
Now he's on, I train, I trained, he passed away in 2010. He's on my forearm right now as a tattoo, but I trained his psychiatrist. So I got to pick apart the brain of his head doctor, who's like one of the best in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. So this dude gives me his textbooks so I can understand where he's coming from. His textbooks are published by Pfizer. So I'm like, this isn't really fair. That world's kind of weird. So then I'm like, what else? What else is out there? You know what I mean? And then when I discovered this stuff, that's when I'm literally like in bed and my feet are just like twirling each other because I can't wait to get out and go tell people. <laughs> Do you know sure. what I mean? Because it's almost like I've discovered a spring in the desert and they're the desert and the spring is inside them. And I'm like, oh, you have fucking water inside you and you're a desert. Holy shit. Did you know that? And <laughs> so that's where that comes from is one if i like i feel very high and i feel low and they're all good but i feel them all so when i feel something i go and i express it to everything i just get it all out that's why i don't edit that's why i left the freedom group they wanted to censor me they wanted to like change my posts and adapt like do all this stuff i'm like i'm being censored in a freedom group you've got to be kidding me and this is what we're going now so then I start asking Dr. Cassie, who again has done like extensive work. I'm like, is cancer and all these other diseases that they've been labeled? I looked at them as swollen ankles. There's a that's a big time intelligence there. That's healing response. We don't want to stay away from that. We want to go in and figure that out. She's like, yeah. exact same thing. TJ, acne, impetigo, eczema, warts, uh, sores, blisters cancer, indigestion, uh, type one, type two, they're all just healing responses. It's just the body trying to heal itself. They labeled these healing responses as disease and sickness when in all honesty, it's not. So I'm so passionate because I truly love the human spirit. And so many people have said this to me in DMs and I've blocked them since because I just can't tolerate uh -huh. anything. Like I won't let anybody in. And it's, um, it's, uh, for somebody who seems to love his fellow man, you sure swear a lot. And I was like, what is swearing and loving my fellow man have to do with anything? And I'm like, do you understand where my posts are coming from? I'm not gaining. <laughs> you know, people are thinking that I get like five cents for every swear word. Like, no, I, I'm just so, so on. I've just seen us over 20 years and we've devolved to the lowest level I've ever seen humanity right yeah. now. And that's what scares me. Not because of the world and all this stuff. No, you're not going to affect my world. <laughs> I'm not scared about me because my world's paradise. It's always paradise and always will be paradise. What I'm scared of is you. I want you to be able to live this amazing life and own this life. Like it's your lottery ticket. You were born. You're here. And that's my excitement. And it's literally... I would defend it tooth and nail, defend it. And there, there's people that are literally scrunching their eyebrows and they're like, just like you said right there, you heard it, done, that's it. So if I pass tomorrow, my truth was out and I didn't hold back because I held back in my brother's treatment. I couldn't speak my truth. I didn't agree with anything that was going on and financially things were getting paid by somebody my sister was covering and there were other things going on and I, I didn't agree with a lot, but I had to just support him in a way that he had to know his big brother believed in him. And I did. Um, but then it was like, I had to stifle my, wait, 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 this just isn't right. This isn't working. I looked at our, his doctor's textbooks, like it's Pfizer, like this doesn't make sense. 
And so I've since his death, 2010, I've said, I will not, I will not be quiet another minute. Yeah. And so that's why I say unedited, uncensored, don't erase anything. Don't, don't filter your face, just share it all. Just share it and be open and just, that's it. That's all we need is authenticity right now. Like those are the people you're going to want to involve yourself with. Um, that it was literally as soon as people realize, as soon as they get it, as soon as maybe they get it now, maybe they don't. The person who walked into my office, they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I want it. That was literally it. They're just like, I, I honestly, TJ, some of your stuff goes so over my head. <laughs> but you, you have this love of this stuff. And I just want, I want access to that. And I was like, you had it. You don't even have to come in. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> it's in you. And I literally yeah. will try to turn them around on, on there. I almost don't want them to start with me. You know what I mean? But I have had people say, I don't know what you're talking about. And I've gotten better since then. But it's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I want, I want it. Yeah. And then that's where it, the, the exchange takes place. Yeah. I had a, that, so that same best friend that I talked to you about at the beginning of the show, he stood up at a company meeting when we were working in the same company. He's like, the only thing I won't tolerate, I think pandering is disgusting. <laughs> and so there's one thing that you don't do is you don't pander to anybody. Right. And uh, I really, I really admire that about you. Cause like, as I navigate my way in the world, I'm you yeah. know, trying to share about uh, you know mental health and these ideas, and one of the the big challenges that come up in this space is when people get categorized or labeled or diagnosed with something. Um, yeah. A lot of people tend to begin to identify, yeah, with that label, and it's something that just blew my mind when you pointed it out because I know a lot of people in the mental health space where their name on social media is their diagnosis. Yes. whatever the doctor told them. And so yeah. I won't, I won't. So the one, what I wanted to explore with you is how whatever they're being diagnosed with is like a, it's a, it's an expression, as you say, it's a symptom totally. that it's like a communication between the body. That's trying to tell you something yes. about the way you're living something. Yeah. You need to look at it. What isn't working? And so yeah. I wanted to go there and can you talk to me a little bit about how the symptoms that we're experiencing is actually an yeah. expression, um, whether it's physical or it's mental. Cause you mentioned that with your brother. Yeah. Um, and I'd love for you to explore that a little deeper. Yeah. So we're supposed to feel we're feel beings like that's number one, all these things that are called symptoms like, um, an itchy skin, uh, uh, acid stomach, I've talked about it, fever, swelling, indigestion, bloating, gas, diarrhea, um, cataracts, uh, uh, tumors, um, uh, uh, swollen ankle, uh, torn muscle. Like, like, I mean, anything that they've called a disease or a sickness or an illness or something, that's there to let us know something. Even if it's just something as simple as Okay, a swollen ankle. Swelling, that's, that's pretty inconvenient. Wait, the swelling is a cast. Mm -hmm. The body casts itself on purpose. That's brilliant. The Line swelling water. pushes open skin layers to open these openings to let like building material come through and garbage to come out. It's so freaking brilliant, like that right there. But now everybody else is going to go, oh, swollen ankle, we got to reduce the swelling. 
Mm. We got, you got pain in that ankle. So it's telling you there's damage to the cells of the ankle. You did something to that ankle. There's healing response going on. You need to pay attention to this and think of this, feel this. Because the level of pain or the level of symptom is proportionate to the level of healing. Mm. So some people are like, man, the pain is so great. I'm like, I know, but the healing is so great. That's what the pain is triggering. And pain wow. is a perception anyway, but it's your interpretation of that stimulus. So um, that, that's going on there. And there's a limp off that side. Your body's trying to save you to get you away from the lion or the dinosaur to get you to the cave. Now, the way the, the, I'll keep musculoskeletal for me, the way that the uh, powers that be go, something's wrong with your ankle, you're flawed, your body isn't equipped, um, we need to reduce the swelling, the pain you're feeling, we need to reduce it, uh, the inflammation, we got to reduce that now, we might have to pull some fluid out with a needle, um, we're going to give you a boot, and we're going to protect it and wrap it up, we're going to have you ice it. So you don't feel it and so that you slow the blood flow to that area because blood, oh, that's a bad thing. And it's all these things, drugs and all this stuff. And it's like, wait, but you never were allowed to feel that scenario. And the feeling is this. Now, what the brain just did, it got you attention to knowing that you weren't prepared for your environment, prepared to be able to handle cliff, curbs or getting up off the toilet or picking up a grocery bag. It's like these basic things that, that yeah. the body is just saying, you are not ready for this. So now we go ahead and we look at this swollen ankle because there's a feel to it. There's a temperature to it. There's a sensation with it. There's a swell. There's like a vibration to it and there's a visual to it. And then all the other senses and you're supposed to look at it and feel it and acknowledge it and thank it and get in tune with what's going on. And then, you know, this, cause we've talked about this, you start moving it. And you start connecting your mind to that tissue, to that area. And you start bringing awareness to it to acknowledge, okay, I neglected this area for the environment I wanted to be. And now we're going to bring it back. And it's, it's connected, the ankle connected to the knee, connected to the hips, to the spine, to the other hip, to the other knee, to the other foot, to the shoulders, to the hands, to the elbows. Like everything's all connected. So we've got to do it all to everything. And we've got to mm -hmm. see how is the ankle involved in my, my hands? What do they have to do with it? And you got to sync it all up. And then you got to know that your uh, cravings are going to change. Your body, when it's dialed in, might want, might want foods that carry more nourishment that feed connective tissue. You might, and, and not to doubt any, any cravings, but you start shifting because that's going to change too. All systems are going to shift. Hormones are going to shift to force growth. Your sleep changes might happen. Hmm. Your body might get lethargic and slow down and moody. But then we look at all those things as, oh, my God, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. We got to take stuff to stay at work. I got to take stuff to elevate my mood. I got to take stuff so that I can keep up with my wife who doesn't understand. I got to, or my husband. It's like, wait, this whole thing is just, it's a player to the rolled ankle. How long is it going to take? Does the body care? It doesn't care. It might take 17 days. It might take two days. It might take three months. But the thing is, we look at this healing response as a nuisance to our schedules. Mm. As a new, as a, and some of them are, are so bad that it's like, man, I can't get out of bed. Looks like you're going to be an infant for a while. Could you imagine the infant being like, yeah, I'd love to get out of this damn bed. 
Like <laughs> what a nuisance this is. And it's like, no, you just worked yourself down to being in an infant status. So now take anything anywhere else. Everything always had a preceding moment. I'll keep it in my world for now and then I'll go to further. So um, uh, walking and turned and cut or skiing and the ACL exploded. And then I would go into that person and I would start asking questions. Was there ever any symptoms or pain or, or some sort of awareness or feel around that leg? Well, yeah, I had like a tight ankle and, and Achilles pain for like, like four years. Mm. Oh, and what'd you do for it? Oh, I took drugs. I iced it. I stretched it. I did all these things. Okay. You passively. Okay. So the body was trying to warn you at that point. And then all of a sudden you kept it in the, <laughs> I've tried to get your attention with this pain in your Achilles. I've tried to like, let you know, I've even tried to let you know in dreams because I guarantee you dreamt about a healing response to that leg or a story about that leg. I guarantee you, because that always happens. The yeah. body will get to you, will tell you, it'll give you instructions, but we neglected it. We have a torn ACL. So let's take it a step further. Um, somebody presents with a, a, a growth in their stomach and it's like, oh, genetics, oh, unlucky, oh, and it's like, wait a second, you take that person's case, you talk to them and it's like, well, I had, I had uh, acid reflux for like 13 years and I was on uh, Tums per the doctor's orders, or I was on, you know, I had diarrhea for however long. And it's like, what the hell? So the body through these, these uncomfortable means was trying to let this person know it needed to pay attention to it. It needed to assess just like that ankle. I didn't leave out nutrition. I didn't leave out belief. I didn't leave out purpose. I didn't leave out the people you surround yourself with. I didn't leave out sleep, uh, natural light, nourishment. We already said in movement. I didn't leave any of that out. So if it's a stomach thing, you don't leave any of that out either. And yeah. now let's go to mental health, right? There's not a day that goes by that I'm not angry, depressed, sad, lost. Not one day. I feel that at least once a day, sometimes strong, sometimes not. But then on the flip side, I feel love. I feel excitement. I feel jubilation. I feel horny. I feel like all these things throughout the day, right? That's the spectrum that we're supposed to. So again, wow, I just got down. What was I thinking about? Huh? Okay. Body's telling me through this. I'm like lethargic. Even people are like, you're all right, TJ. I'm like, no, I just got a text from XYZ and it triggered me to think about, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll sit with that feeling and I'll go ahead and trace what was I doing at that moment? What was I thinking about? What was I listening to? What, was, what were all the senses coming in that created the body to create this feeling to get my attention? I'm not going to go take a pill or, or hide it or even go throw up positive affirmations. I'm going to literally sit and be like, how do I feel like this? Holy shit. And then go with that go go into it and, and sit with it um on on any level of the of the of the spectrum you know because it's all there for our guide i always say like symptoms are guides it's a conversation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we should be so lucky that the body is equipped this way that if it wasn't we literally would all of a sudden walk, be walking and something would happen <laughs> And, and so we just take and we just end and be like, oh, that sucks. 
but we yeah. have these feelings where it's like on those stories where it's like oh person had emergency this totally dead but you go into their story and you start talking the body was talking for 25 years yeah and that person by choice and that's cool just didn't listen and that's cool too you know it's okay they, or they listen to what their capacity was and that's fine but i'm trying to like give people the option like no we are so dialed in and equipped that everything we need is there it's already there and the more in tune it's never wrong you're never flawed you don't ever attack yourself you it doesn't make mistakes there's no mistakes i asked cassie flat out and i keep quoting her because she's again she's she's a credentialed person that is proving these things that i was just feeling and it's just yeah. like is there ever if you were making a dictionary would would the word sickness and disease even be in your dictionary she's like no because it's not it's not what we've been told they are and we need to pull back even the word medicine has such an awful tight uh, attachment to it like that's why she says your life is your medicine mm. so me walking us talking right now is medicine there's every inch of my life is medicine because i'm not going to do something toxic mm. like i'm not going to add in something am i perfect like something goes in like oh, fuck. i totally responded in a way i shouldn't have god damn it but like that is Oh, pizza's toxic. My goddamn mouth. <laughs> Tell people like that. That's it. Like everything is medicine because of the way I've structured myself to live. You're going to live forever. That's not the point. That's not what we're talking about. It's living yeah. high. It's living on your own terms. It's yeah. being able to calmly sit in the face of adversity and make a clear decision based on your values and your beliefs and what's important to you. And that's where I think, considering the climate going on now, there's a lot of us that are, have made these years, this last year and a half, our best ever, ever. Yeah, I like the the no toxic pizza in my mouth. It reminds me of when you say there's a, a, a happy donut's better than a sad salad. That's it. Um, I, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that I touched on these two points because, first of all, the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you is because I think every single person should listen to your podcast. Yeah. And so I was hoping they would hear you on this show and be inspired to begin yeah. combing through your podcast. Like as an example, just, a, just like one way that it's it. already transformed my life is for more than two years, I tried to wake myself up every morning at 7 a.m. And the reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to have self-discipline and I want yeah. to have integrity. And it wasn't working. And I listened to your podcast a couple times and I got to the podcast about sunlight. Yeah. And ever since that day, every day I've woken up at 7 a.m. because my reason changed. And right. so if you're looking for a good reason to heal, check out Dr. Chami John's podcast, check out TJ's podcast, because you will be inspired. You will find new reasons. Um, and so that was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this show was so that people would be turned on to your work, turned on to your Instagram. Talk to me about the lion in the room, because you did a podcast about meditation and about how we're living sympathetic, dominant lives. And I think you did such a great job of explaining how important it is for us to be in a parasympathetic response and the difference between the two of them. And so yeah. do, you mind, do you mind just sharing that briefly of um, sure. what the difference is and why we live sympathetic dominant lives and what we can do to be more parasympathetic? Dominant? Yeah. And so it was really observing 
uh, injuries and kids and, and seeing why they weren't, like people weren't healing. And as I've said, in 20 years of this whole thing, like things, there was a shift. It was around 2006 that all of a sudden the capacity of the person walking through was at, was lower. And I was like, the starting capacity, I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And it was children. It was, it was people who have lived longer. It was pro athletes. It's everybody across the board. And I'm like, something's not right. And from that moment, it just dove down, down, down. And so I was like, okay, what are some of the causes of this? You know, and we're in an automated society. We're in an instant gratification society. Um, everything is, is digital, is virtual. You know, there's no connection anymore. There's no, so I started to just look at all this stuff. And even in me, um, I celebrated, I'm going to celebrate in November, my, it was 2015. Nope. It was 2014, November, like 13th, 2014, eight years of meditation. Nice. Because I saw a woman, I saw a woman who was coming into me, uh, training for tennis elbow. And what I would do is check their spine chiropractically. If it was if it was shifted because of nerve impulse, not getting to body, I would go ahead and make a suggestion called an adjustment. Yep. Um, she ended up working with me elbow cleared in three months, which is easy, like, like injuries are easy, but to maintain that was going to be the challenge for her. Cause she's now operating at a level that's so high. Mm. She gets to keep this going. And then she stayed with me for six months at the, cause I moved at the five month mark. She started to become clear chiropractically where she didn't need anything. There was no reason to adjust her. Believe it or not, that's like the point of care. Just like a dentist, you're supposed to find nothing. <laughs> so she was coming in and she was clear and clear and clear. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm like, holy shit. Then all of a sudden, on a Monday morning, she needed three segments. The body had shifted itself and pulled three segments out to shuttle energy somewhere else in the nervous system. I'm like, what happened to you? So I start asking questions about physical, chemical, emotional stressors over the weekend, because those are the only, well, the simplest three that you can kind of go into. Physical, any new falls, any, any new like events? Did you run a half marathon or something that I didn't know about? Nope. Did you sit in a car for 22 hours? No, no. nothing new in, in, inputted physically. Chemical, drugs, pharmaceuticals, weed, uh, shrooms alcohol like anything just anything chemical like what was the chemical it's all the body's everything all the time but i'm just trying to make it simple for yep. she's like tj nothing nothing and then she i go emotional questions those are relationship questions right and it's relationships with with objects too like you could have a relationship with your television you know or you could have a relationship with, i mean it's it's your connection to everything so sure. She's like, my boys are good. My friend's good. But my husband and I got in a fight and it was divorce was the first time it was ever brought up. And I was like, holy shit. So that was a bomb inside her body that created an emotional, uh, a thought and a feeling changed the physiology in her body because of the empathetic state she was in, because that to her was a lion entering the room. Meaning, meaning we're designed that when a lion enters the room, the sympathetic part of the nervous system shuts down healing, shuts down digestion, and sends everything to the muscles, dilates the pupils, uh, adrenaline, like you spike so you can fight that freaking lion, kill it yeah. and eat it, or you run from it. And so for her, that was a lot. Now, what happened was, in my opinion, 
she never dealt with the lion because then she didn't carry on and have a conversation with her husband to try to process so said speak lion and so what we do is we try to avoid it and try to pretend it's not in the room but the body knows the body will always know and so it's like shit so i, I was kind of torn with her i was like well you know i didn't know what i know now so at the time i was just like geez she's like what do i do i'm like to be honest i don't know and i flat out said i just don't know what this is i've never i don't know emotionally like how do we even so then i go and start researching hypnotism was one suggestion and and meditation lucid dreaming and astral projection were there as well and i was like okay hypnotism that's tough because we need somebody else let's just do meditation i don't know let's just go for it so i started doing like like listening we didn't know we were just breathing parasympathetically just going and then all of a sudden my life starts changing Hmm. and all these things start to become clear and a lot of things start to shift and i'm like holy shit this is crazy. So now that's where I go with the lion being present was the response to the body. I created it at a health freedom, health of uh, heart of freedom rally. I stood up on the stage. There was about a thousand people and I put a lion in the room because I wanted to prove what happens when you hear a story and your thoughts turn into feelings. So I put a lion in the room, meaning I went ahead and I asked in the middle of nowhere, and they didn't know I was going to do this. I go, I'm going to pick apart every other person. We're going to go in the first two rows. Every other person's going to come up for 10 seconds and it's going to dance to a random song uh-huh. played by the DJ, played by the sound guy. And you're just going to dance. We're going to start with you and we're just going to go around. And everyone's like, you fucking jackass. I mean, everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Right. And so um, I literally stop and I'm like, I'm just kidding sweaty right now yeah and like everyone is how many of you feel sick to your stomach there was one girl how many of you feel like a blood pressure spike like you're you're you don't feel good your your pupils are you're out of breath you just had a sympathetic response mm. to a story mm. i didn't share truth because it wasn't going to happen i shared mm. a story and it was a lie and so my story your response to it you interpreted it as a lion well, because the lion present, the body's designed to fight the lion, but it's not designed to fight cancer or what was labeled as cancer and the lion. It has to be one or the other at certain times because of the design of the body. It'll go ahead and save somebody from the lion. And then when we get to the cave, it'll go ahead and focus on digestion and immune function and all these other things. So, but what we've done as society is I told a story that was a lie. We have stories all over Instagram that are lies, that create lions. Girls aren't worth anything. They're ugly. They're fat. Uh, their body shape is different. I mean, females are attacked like no other. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable, like what's happening. Um, the narrative going on, uh, uh, virology, uh, contagion. I mean, all these things, right? That you get older, that you have to, once you turn 50, this is, I mean, everything on television, it's just this big story, you know? Mm. And so we've been told these stories, our phones yeah. create a lion, so to speak, because we have all these responses to these lions in our lives. So it's a lion always present. That means we're sympathetic, wanting to fight the lion all the time, but that's not the design. The design is to take it out in this short burst and then retreat sure. or go feast on that carcass and yeah. wear the 
wear the teeth around your neck and go do these things because you conquered it. Um, now we're, now we're bringing so the lion the back to the cave. Here, here's the thing, right? Now we're bringing the lion back to the cave in the form of a phone. And what do I mean to that? Even if you just watch kitty videos, kittens are the shit. <laughs> Even if you watch kitty videos, the 4,000K or 4K screen is sending impulses through the eyes that are triggering a sympathetic response. So even you and I right now having this beautiful discussion, we are going through that right now. Sure. But we're choosing to do it on purpose. We're making the yeah. call and we're going to go ahead and when we get done with this, I'm going to jump into an infrared sauna and I'm going to go shower and crush a food and watch a sunset. Like, yeah. That, that, so this is where we got we have kids we have us we have all these signs i mean i can't even listen to radio anymore it's like ads and and it's literally sure. like like just advertisements all this shit to scare you to sell you to even have you get all worked up sexually like mm. like it's all this stuff like just constantly 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 ramp the light entering our eyes the bits of information the stories the people you could even feel the people you're next to so we have lions all over the place. And so now here's the balance. It's not that we want to be all parasympathetic because there is a time to fight and yeah. there is a time to ramp up. Dude, when you and I are going to train, we want to ramp up. We breathe through the nose to keep the system calm so we can ramp it up longer and harder. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the balance there, but we go hard in that moment. And then when we're done with that moment, we don't go right to our phone or right to a, we, we bring it down. And so it should be this up, this down, this up, this down. And in my opinion, the healing response is greater than the, than the trauma. So if a sympathetic response is to create sort of trauma, so to speak, to the system to grow, the healing response needs to be greater and longer. And it is. And so that's where I look at like, okay, for every input there, we need to have a, a pullback. And so that's where I go with those eight essentials or if people take their own inventory, if you listen to my podcast on it, um, you have to have medicine and toxic. It can't be a one-to-one. -one. Sure. Like there's gotta be a shift to that. And so it might mean, and this is what part of what Dr. Cassidy means was like, your life is your medicine. Even the, the down, the parts where you've been told are bad, those are opportunities for you to discover something about yourself. Every step you take, everything that opens into, enters your mouth, every thought you have, everything you look at, everything you engage with, everything you think and believe and hear and see and sense and everything has to be a part of this whole thing feeding into you, creating a healing response greater than whatever. And so that's where I've looked at, even in my office, everything you look at, Jonathan, everything you look at is something healing. It's nature. A charcoal drawing I did of my brother, a picture of a lion, a book that's talking about potential, or Bruce Lipton's book, uh, plants. Um, there's sense, sensory stuff like smell, Palo Santo, and sage. Mm. Sometimes we have candy there because candy's the shit. <laughs> We've got a fountain over there that you can hear. There's salt there lamps everywhere. 40 right? salt lamps. So it's like, you, so that's the thing. There's not one thing other than maybe the waves of the EMF, but fuck that. I transmute those things. Like, they don't have power. Like, I got them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. And then if I had music, it'd be, it'd be tunes. Um, it'd be good sounding too. So like every inch of my life is that. 
And then when I go out, I don't hang out with people that don't that serve me or we serve each other. I, I cannot spend time with you because I'm so protective of, of myself. Not protective that I want to like soften myself, but I'd rather be in nature or sitting at the beach than spending two hours at a party. I really don't care what people are talking about real estate and sports. You know, I just, yeah. I don't care anymore. Um, it's just not important to me. Um, so that's where I'm simplest way to do this and one of my clients was a construction guy owned his own company in, in Illinois and he was driving to a, a job site and he noticed his breath had shifted and he was sympathetic like whatever I think it was like an ex-wife type thing but he noticed and he's just like fuck like he couldn't get out of it and he's he's like playing different music and he's doing all this stuff and he's just like holy shit I can't break this and his next thing would go to the job site, job site, job site, job site. And then when job's over, go to the bar because it's happy hour, mm. crush a couple alcohol, a couple drinks, feel good, you know, medically, like, like Medicaid through alcohol, and then go home to his new relationship and his son. But he's like, I can't keep doing that. I'm going to take this thing on right now. So he called the site, told him he's going to be 10 minutes late, pulls over, does a 10 minute meditation. That's the world I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm not talking about global shift, all this shit. I'm talking about you and your world. Like, yeah. that's what we need to have happen. That gentleman, even the drive to his job site was medicine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing. If we can do that, then all of a sudden it's limitless. And then we don't have these, these really long circumstances where it's not just something like, whoa, things shows up we figure it out we move on you you sure. take on the lion and you end up making it your friend really you make it like like an opportunity because lions are kind of cool it just didn't know <laughs> for a while but that's the design of the body so we're using the design of the body for our benefit um and that's where not only a meditation once explore meditation but two i talk about parasympathetic breathing in the book it's just 4181 to be real simple i know there's other people sharing other things but it's real simple just keep your breath through your nose at all times. Breathe in for a four count, hold a one count, exhale longer than you inhale, eight. Or just don't even count because that can be sympathetic, like worrying about sure. the counting. Sure. <laughs> so it's just, just breathe in deep and exhale slower than you inhale. Done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you do that a couple rounds, 10 to 30 rounds, your system has to shift. It has yeah. to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get more sensitive to when these shifts happen. I notice them. I notice them immediately because I'm like, whoa, interesting. I'm feeling way different. And that what I was thinking of was this or what entered yes. my space was this. Holy shit. I either got two choices, adapt to what's entering my space or don't let that shit enter my space. You know, I like, I like both sometimes, you know, because yeah. it's always an opportunity to level up. So, yeah. Well, uh, TJ, I want to respect your time. I really gotcha. appreciate you being here. Uh, we got to do this again. I do have I do have one more question. I'd like to do it in person with you because I plan on uh, showing up in in California. Oh yeah, in hell yeah! So Done. that'd be that'd be fun. But uh, I Done. just wanted to say something and then ask you a final question. Get it. The reason why I look up to you so much and the reason why I admire you is because in the Matrix, uh, Morpheus says to Neo, he says, "Neo, soon you will realize there is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path." And you're the the type of man who when I see you, you're actually walking the talk and actually integrating it into your life versus just sharing and then not actually doing it behind closed doors. So, um, yeah. 
So I really appreciate that. Like, just like I was thinking about, you got your, your salt lamps uh, and you got your, uh, your office set up in a specific way where there's reasons and intention behind it. And so yeah. although the lion may be present with us having this conversation, you're still doing everything possible <laughs> yeah. to make sure that you're, you're taking care of it. I mean, you got a fucking samurai sword. So even if the, the, even if the lion does show up, you're ready to go. Um, Let's go, dude. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You got it, dude. Uh, the, the last question that I wanted to share is how to actually level up because, you know, this, this athlete said the number one thing that I disagreed with is that this lady told me that I couldn't be a hundred percent after an injury. Yeah. And you talk about how you need to create a stimulus greater yeah. than what caused the injury. And I'm looking at my own body and I'm like, okay, well, I tweaked that. And I tweaked this and this one was kind of major. And then that one was kind of major. And you're saying that Jonathan, you actually can heal, but you need to break those memories, break that quote unquote PSD that the body has, has tracked. So for those listening that have had emotional traumas or physical traumas, what do you mean by you need to create a stimulus greater than what the injury was? Yeah, good question. So let's take like a car accident or uh, stepping off a curb. Like imagine the last time you got injured and what did your face look like? What were your emotions like? It was like, oh, oh, I mean, it's like this, this bomb that goes off and everything has an emotion to it. So let's, let's go with everything. Like we're going to deal with everything all the time. So whatever that bomb was, you need to amplify your, because all that was, was a stimulus. Something, it was an input. You interpreted that input how you did. Some people get injured. They're like, sweet. I mean, literally, they're just like, all right. Like some people have channeled it to where the perception of is totally different. So your input was that. And you can remember whatever it was, the divorce, the time your wife said, I'm leaving. Or your day your brother died. I got mine, right? I remember what that was. Um, Other things that come in that are just inputs that we perceive them. Okay. Now let's keep it in my world. Let's go training wise. We need to push the body in a way that it brings effort through the intention greater than what that day was. And you might not even remember some of the days because some of it's just like, I don't even remember most of this stuff. And it's cool, but the body does because it's imprinted on the nervous system as PTSD, right? Because what it'll do, if we don't break that, for what I'm about to say, if we don't break that, Every time your system, your entire system gets into those environments where you have the same thing in your stomach, the temperature is the same degree, the music is the same, the sun is at the same height, the people you were with, the shoes you're wearing, the clothes you're wearing, the cologne you're wearing. I mean, everything that you had, if anything's similar, the brain's going to go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And it'll start to hold on. It'll start to be like, oh, my God, panic, lion, 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 lion. And it'll start to hold on and protect you. And you won't be able to go in to sleeping because it was just sleeping or it was just playing basketball. What the hell? Or it was just dancing with a loved one or it was trying to, you know, make a meal or it was, it was these things that aren't lions at all. They're very great things. Like what? But the body's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Lockdown, hold down, hold. And you can't perform in that state like it's just not going to be a performance you want or a life that you want um and so it's literally in training you did it 
I, it's the hardest sell. I told you it's the hardest sell to try to stimulate, get somebody to stimulate themselves greater than what the injury was. But when you're standing on one leg, let's just say people out there want to try it, stand on one leg, you're going to start to fatigue and interpret this as a threat, as a holy shit. But you now have the option to stay in it and stay in it and yeah. stay in it. And it's going to be mind boggling what the body's going to tell the brain. And the brain's going to tell you to stop so many times over. But you get to push yourself harder in that position because you can literally create a life or death scenario. And upon death, the brain's going to release all this magic to achieve what it needs to do to survive. Because it doesn't know your training. It thinks it's getting damaged. It thinks it's getting harmed. So in that state, just holding a position, you can theoretically create a, a stimulus greater, as great as you desire it to be. Yeah. Because let's go, let's go this. What if I create a stimulus greater than your injury by pushing your hand into a wall? Hmm. And so it's like, what? your hand greater than and that person will usually go like ah! and i mean give it everything they have per their interpretation i think of the car accident or of the divorce or of whatever it is okay yeah. so now think about this emotionally because it's not just physical although mm -hmm. physical and emotional go together but let's we're talking about like tissue injury but think about the last time your team lost a buzzer beating last minute game you were crushed you're literally sitting on the edge of your seat like, oh, holy fuck. Like, what are you talking about? You're watching two-dimensional in uh -huh. did this entire, like, uh -huh. string of events. That's when my brother died. When I heard that news from the nurse on the phone. Fuck me. Like, that's where it was like, oh, oh. And I just dropped and went fetal. And I was like, oh, my God. And everything, like, feelings, thoughts. All this stuff starting to, so I have to amplify that in a heal, healing state greater than that day. You want to know why I fucking meditate? To heal from that experience because it was a beautiful experience. I loved it. I don't want him to suffer anymore, but his death was greatest day of my life. Wait, what? You're crazy. No, my values and beliefs totally shifted because of my observation of death of a loved one, which we're all going to go through. <laughs> I just sucked. It sucked. Like his life on earth for four years was death. Death was actually beautiful, but his whole four years on psychiatric meds. Oh my God. I would not put that on anybody. And so that's what I'm talking about. Divorce, input, traumas, like whatever they were, they're done. We have to try to find ways to input greater than that. And it's not always just like intensity. It's, like intention and the yeah. why behind it yeah. because i was uh i got teary-eyed in sedona um i was in sedona i was just overwhelmed by what i was looking at and the sky and the colors and i literally was just thinking thank you for letting me be here and i got overwhelmed inside that i started to emotionally express now that feeling was medicine for me it was pretty great what did it negate I don't know. Traumas that I'm not even aware of, nor do I need to be aware of them. Who gives a shit? They happen. It's you're here right now. Stop talking about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm talking about because people are confused on it. Like, how do I stimulate? Because 
you don't understand my life. I've been through, dude, we've all been through because we've all interpreted inputs on our own unique manner, not to yeah. be judged, but for us to heal, we somehow have to find within those eight essentials ways to stimulate our body greater than that greater than that and you know through the training there's times where the emotions are where i talk about physicality of it and physical competency when's the last time people have cried when's the last time people have like like screamed with joy like holy shit you know like both of those times those were very physical responses yeah. like your abs contracted and your body and your hair stood up on like these were physical actions your heart shifted did all this okay the capacity of your physical being to express those to the greatest that's mental health right there because again if you can feel and feel out mm -hmm. to the expression of what the body could tolerate mm -hmm. you're going to you're not going to have these things all trapped in and you're going to experience this stuff amplified a sunset will never look the same a lover's hand in your hand will never be the same so think of that that's where i get people that are like like, what if our bodies weren't at the level that I'm talking about? And now my brother's death occurs. I'm going to stick with me. My brother's death occurs, but I'm not at a physical state that I was at at that time. Now, when I go to the ground and I'm bawling, my brain's going to get feedback from my body saying, uh, yeah, don't pull on my abs there because you're going to rip these off. Uh, and the brain's going, well, I mean, well, we got sadness. Uh, okay, down, download it, downplay it, or let's extend it out so that it doesn't rip this person apart. Yeah. And so we have like stress responses, shoulders, the traps contract. And everyone's like, oh, you carry stress in your shoulders. Everybody does. It's a normal response. Last time you were scared, <gasps> like your shoulders rise. It's yeah. intelligent. Yeah. But what if your traps could handle more? And what if all of a sudden that response was able to be released? Now maybe your brain goes boom because it allowed you to feel at the greatest level of that level of that feeling of that emotion. And that's the part where people are like, feel grief higher. That's the trade-off because if you want to feel love higher, you have to feel all of it. And, but that's the beauty that that's why we're here. And if we go into all those opportunities of everything that we have of like anxiety, anger, fear, like all that stuff, what is it teaching us? What an amplified state. And if we could go ahead and use that as medicine, now all of a sudden the flip side of it is even higher. Damn, that's hot. <laughs> like that's where I want to be. So that's to clear up that stimulus greater than what caused the injury. Um, because there's a lot of people forgetting that and, and not being told that. Like you can heal comfortably. I've never seen that ever, ever, ever. I don't know where that happens. I, I think that's another design of another human being being born right now. But I just, until that day comes where, you know, natural development and growth is comfortable, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with, you know, what we've done so far. What's working. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that gives me that that's a beautiful place to end it off. It gives me faith that uh, the fact that I'm tight and sore and feeling yes. very challenged after the last couple of days of my training that uh, that I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. So yes, absolutely. I'm going to keep feeling so I can keep healing. And uh, for those that are interested in learning more about TJ, you can find his podcast getting naked with TJ. 
um, again, obviously very provocative, but just like inspiring. Yeah. And um, I sent your podcast to my mom. I sent your podcast to my friend Princey, and she that's said awesome. this this guy sounds very candid, and that's exactly who yeah. you are in people's eyes. Um, so you can find his podcast, Getting Naked with TJ, on Spotify. Follow him on Instagram without a shadow of a doubt. He will light up your day. It's funny. I don't even have to go looking for your posts anymore because Instagram just serves me what I want right, right there first thing in the morning. Love so it. I appreciate you for everything you do. I'm looking forward to more, more training together and uh, course, more man. conversations like this and just to give you a hug and see you in person. What's up? What's up? This is the other side. Damn, I'm fired up. I am uh, about to head to the beach here and do some one-legged leg raises and some crawl progressions and some lunges and some floating in the ocean, all with the intention, all with the purpose of loving my body, listening to my body, challenging my body, and knowing that through that stimulus, through that intention, um, I'm gonna break down the challenges that I've put in myself through the trauma that I've experienced as a result of really just poor judgment and, and uh, bad decision making. Um, and eventually come out on the other side on top of it and knowing that the obstacle is the way in, in, this, in this case. Um, so, you know, I, I move my spine and I experience nausea. I want to throw up and uh, I feel dizzy and uh, it really is the only way is not moving isn't working and moving creates a lot of discomfort. And so I need to move enough so as to convince myself that it's okay to move. And that's, the, that's what I'm gonna go do. So for those of you that have questions for TJ, his Instagram is a great resource. If you have questions, you could email him, go to his website, Dr. Tommy John, and he will reply to your email. My recommendation is to do a session with him Right? That session will include physical movement. He will challenge you. He will not accept your excuses. And he will ask you the same that he's asked me, which is to pay attention, to listen. What is your body trying to communicate to you? And how can you honor that? So I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in here. If you liked some of the ideas from the show, you know where to find TJ. All of the links for TJ's Instagram, TJ's website, TJ's YouTube is available in the show notes. If you like this show, if you like the ideas presented in this show, then please share it, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend that you feel would love to learn something about their body, something about their mind, something about their spirit. Maybe they were, you were inspired by the eight essentials. You could take a look at those eight essentials. Maybe you wanna share that with your partner so you could take a look at them together and be accountable together on this new path that you're taking. And ultimately, I just want to throw it back one last time to TJ. Hey, brother, I know um, I may not be the perfect client or the best client, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely fucking committed. 
And I, I appreciate and honor and respect your time and the dedication in your craft and your commitment to helping us and helping people uh, and your commitment to human beings thriving and feeling good and feeling strong. And I, I don't feel perfect and I am in a lot of pain um, and it's not progressing instantaneously as I'd like to. I'm sure there's things that I can't see that are changing that, uh, that I should be more grateful for. But ultimately at the end of the day, I have faith in simplicity consistency, intention. I'm gonna keep doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep being honest with myself, I'm gonna keep honoring the truth. And uh, I wouldn't have this, this like, this faith, this, this desire, this, this, this commitment. If it wasn't for who you are as a man and who you are as a man for, for myself, but also a role model for others. So much love to you, man. To everybody else. This is Jonathan Andrews. Till next time, don't man up, circle up.